0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine. This is episode 101. It's the 101th, 101, 101st. It's episode 101. And we wanna say thank you so much for each and every one of you who took the time to leave us a review for those of you who screenshotted it and sent it in to Your teacherletyourlightshine at gmail.com. We are so grateful for you. We have two free coaching slots Make sure you head on over to social media on Facebook, Instagram, and in our Facebook group. We shouted it from the rooftops and you should have received an email. So we're so grateful. We will have this coming again sometime soon. So don't worry about it. You can also go ahead and book a coaching session, Clarity Coaching Session. You can even join our Jumpstart Coaching Program where I hold your hand for multiple weeks. You can even go into our Intensive Jumpstart Program where I'm with you from beginning to the end nine Coaching, Zoom sessions, and helping you throughout the course of time to get your business started. There's so many exciting things happening at Teacher Let Your Light Shine, and we're so grateful that you are with us. If you have not subscribed to the show, make sure you go up to the top right hand corner and hit the plus sign. In today's episode, I'm gonna share with you the courage that it takes to stand alone but not stay alone and becoming a business owner or an entrepreneur or an edupreneur going from either homeschooling or teaching and creating an alternative method of teaching. It takes courage and it takes courage to stand alone, but you never want to stay alone. Today I'm going to talk to you about just the transition and our minds that takes place and how it can take us years, some of us a little bit faster, some of us even a little bit longer, But I want to share with you so that you do not become discouraged in this fight for what you have prayed about, dreamt about, worked hard towards, no matter if you've started a school or not, started tutoring or not, started something different or not. This episode truly can help you just take a deep breath and realize that you are not Until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. I have a really funny story for you. Maybe it's not that funny, but a very, let's just say, good analogy for you. Something that happened in my life recently. And something that really gave me a better understanding of really what it takes to do hard things and you know it doesn't come easy I understand that I'm still working through hard shifts in my mindset working through different things that I've learned over the course of time that just have chipped away at either my ego or my confidence or have really just built me up into a stronger person but it all came with many different feelings and emotions and transitions. Before I get into it, I wanted to remind you that we have an amazing community that will help you no matter what area you are in in this business building time. For an example, you can head on over to our Facebook group, which is titled Start Your Microschool or Homeschooling Business, and there you'll find people who will encourage you, give you answers, lift you up. Don't forget that we also have so many resources on our website, free downloadable, Resources and guides about finances and transitioning and legal questions. So please head on over to teachersletyourlightshine.com and you can forward slash that resources to get those. You can also book a clarity session. You can also get into a program. Get our downloadable resources to help you start your business. That's the business bundle. There's so many resources on our website and in our groups to help you. So Let's go over just this really great, I I heard this at a homeschooling conference back in May, and the title of it was Stand Alone, But Don't Stay Alone. The message really entailed all of us who are listening to have resistance when it comes to things that we know just are not right and to have the courage to walk away when it's just not settling in our spirit. To have the courage to prepare to make a change. You know, there's so many terrible things happening happening in this world. Horrible things that are even happening within schools. Things that are just sliding underneath the rug. Things that are dismissed ethically and financially. And there's so many problems, of course, that need to be addressed. But there's not enough time in the day to address them. There's not enough manpower. There's not enough resources. There's so much that feels out of our control. But the one thing that we can control is whether or not we will accept and be a part of the system and be a part of the indoctrination that happens in our mind, that happens in our children, that happens throughout our families and throughout our culture, especially here in the Western Hemisphere. It's serious. And so it really takes courage to stand alone especially whenever people are in it and they're not happy, but yet they don't have enough maybe support or resources to make the change. And when you decide that you're ready to make the change, which that's a whole nother step of courage, just another step of faith, you might have people who just don't quite understand. So I'm going to share with you something that happened recently. I went and it's can be difficult for me to go and meet with a big group of people. You might think of me as an extrovert, and I am. And I love being around people. It really energizes me. But there are times in my life and seasons where I do get tired. And I have really big things to focus on. So I have to really make sure that I am balancing myself and really reaching out and connecting with other people. You will find that whenever you're building a business, you can feel alone sometimes, but you can also feel very supported. And I was invited to a luncheon with some people that I had worked at several years ago at a precious Title I school here in the state of Florida. I had an incredible afternoon of meeting with these women and just talking about life and catching up. And I some of the people I hadn't even been with, it was just a get together for anyone who had worked at this school. Not a lot of people came. I think it was maybe 15 people, but it was so great to catch up, to learn from others. And the teacher that I have, who's retired and volunteers, she was there. And someone, of course, a majority of people know that I have a micro school. And my volunteer says that she goes to book clubs. And a lot of people are like, so what is a micro school? and And what is it that she's exactly doing? And My volunteer just says, oh my gosh, you know, this is exactly what all teachers want. This is the life that teachers want to have without all of the mess and the rigmarole. You literally get to teach. You get to know children. You see their growth exponentially. So she's always telling people this, but people aren't quite sure what it is exactly that a micro school entails. So she was at this luncheon as well. And of course, people who knew us, they were like, so tell us and it was kind of like a spotlight on me they're like tell us what is this new adventure tell us about your school i literally got a big gulp in my throat because i know that i'm sitting with a group of people that have literally dedicated their lives to teaching in public school some of them 42 years 38 years some of them going on 30 years some of them who've not retired yet some of them who would love to teach like this but they're scared or they don't know how it works or they're just they don't know any other way so it makes me nervous and especially whenever people are like so you homeschool other kids other homeschooled students and so i I try to be very streamlined i would say in the way that i describe i say Oh yes, I started a micro school and really what it is, it's just a small school. I found out that being a certified teacher, I can teach other children, which means they can be homeschooled children. I know that's kind of a wrap your mindset around it, but when I went and I did my research, I found that in the state of Florida, I can homeschool other people's children. Now, side note, yours may be different, okay? You may not be able to do what I'm doing, but you can do it in another way. So it might not be through this avenue that you create a micro-school, but there are several other avenues that you can create micro-schools with, all right? So don't let that detour you. And I just shared that I have 12 students, we are growing, I'm looking to expand, I have an assistant, I'm looking for another teacher, I'm really excited because this is a new form of education that's really sweeping across our nation and it's new and it's innovative and parents are looking for alternatives. So I am just excited that I can stay at home, teach my children, teach other children, and really watch them grow where I can have a relationship with these wonderful little human beings And we just enjoy our day. I fell back in love with teaching. I found that parents fell back in love with taking their kids to school. And children are joyful. And it was so nice to have my volunteer retired teacher because she was really highlighting a lot of the growth and just the awestruck results that we have coming from a small group. And she even highlighted that, You know, we don't have to worry about standardized testing. And I always reassure people, you know, I know it's a little different, but just think of it as the one-room schoolhouse. You got a side of private school going on, but you don't have the red tape. And you get to really invest in families and children, but you're not homeschooling them. It's really neat. And I just leave it like that. But it's still difficult for me. You know why? because I'm standing alone nobody quite gets it yet it's something new people are still wrapping their heads around it and so I just want to encourage you that there's going to be people that don't understand but it's not your job to convince them your job is to step out in obedience to what has been laid upon your heart that is a hard thing to do at times But I want you to know that the greatest of those in history were those who decided to stand alone. 120 years, Noah. Queen Esther. Mary at 15 years old. Finding out that she is pregnant. Virgin pregnant. Abraham sacrificing. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. John the Baptist. All throughout scriptures you found people that had to stand alone. Martin Luther King, women's right activist, civil rights leaders, the greatest in history did not go with the rebellion of the world. The greatest in history decided, I know the truth, I love the truth, and I will be promoted as virtuous and true. God says, I lay before you life or death. Choose life. And so we are called to pierce the darkness with our light. I want to share with you also the story of my husband and I recently, just the mindset that happened when we went somewhere together and how I applied that to my mindset in leaving teaching. So my husband and I enjoy going to a really well-known state park here called Wekiva Springs State Park. And for the longest time, I've thought, Well, first off, I never thought about going there early in the morning to run. Never thought about it. And then I thought, that's kind of like leaving teaching. Never thought about leaving teaching. Never thought about starting my own school. And then my husband brought it up and I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds really nice. Yeah, I'd like to do that someday. So actually the day came. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll wake up early in the morning and we'll drive to Okaiba Spring State Park. He got this pass and he was like, oh my gosh, honey, I got this pass. We can go in before everybody else. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And there were hundreds of cars lined up, but because he had this pass and as a Spring State pass holder, I don't know, we were able to bypass these hundreds of cars and go in early in the morning and run. It was so beautiful. And then... He says to me, now, you know, I always go jump in the springs. Well, the springs are beautiful, but they're very cold. And so I thought, and I knew I've known that he does this, but I'm thinking, well, I'll never do that. that that sounds nice. I'll never do that. Great for him. Right. So he decides after we get done running, he's like, I'm going to go jump in the springs. I'm like, okay, you go do your thing. And I'm going to sit in the truck and I'll wait for you. And he goes and he jumps in the spring after we run and he gets in the truck and we go home. He's like, honey, you should really do this. And I'm like, I'm not jumping in the spring. You know, I'm super cold. I don't like to have wet pants. I I don't want to do that. It's super early in the morning. I'm going to go home, take my nice hot shower, have a hot cup of coffee. No, thanks. How many times? Now, I'm not done with the story, but how many times does this happen in our life where a Something's being created that we would have never thought could ever be done. Like having a micro school, having your own business. We just never really thought there was an option. Then you see other people doing it. Like my husband jumping into the spring and you think, oh, that's nice. Good for you. I'm so happy that's working out for you. But that's not for me. So how many times have people been like, oh my gosh, McKenzie, that's really awesome that you have a school. That's so neat. Wow, I can't even imagine doing that. That must be hard work. That must be super uncomfortable jumping in super cold water in the morning and having wet pants on your way home good for you though same thing good for you for starting a school wow how do you do that how do you muster up the courage to do that that's really neat i'm, I'm super inspired that's awesome that takes a lot to do and then you actually have this moment in time where you go could i have could could i do what she's doing and i got to thinking could I do someday what my husband does? Could I go jump in the spring? I could, but not anytime soon, like maybe a year from now. And how many times have people sat here and gone, wow, could I really open up a micro school? Yeah, I I, I bet I could. I bet I could find the courage and the resources. I know that there's people out there who will help me, but, but maybe that'll be like a year, five years from now. Well, back to the story. The next day we go run again, and I thought, man, one day I will jump in that spring because he looks so nice and he looks so refreshed. I think I'll jump in in that spring with him. And so he says, hey, honey, you want to go jump in the spring today? And I'm like, you know, I was thinking about it actually, but not today. I'm just not ready for it today. You know, I got to get my mindset ready. I I need to like be prepared. I don't have a swimming suit. I don't have a towel. I don't have any shorts. And he's like, well, I got an extra pair of shorts for you. I already got a towel. I got you covered, babe. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, yeah. And he's like, I'm just saying, everything that you need's right here. You want to go. I mean, I know it's uncomfortable, but once you jump in, you feel so refreshed. You get out and you're like, wow, I'm glad I did that. And I'm like, gosh, that does sound so good. And he pulls up to the spring and he says, well, I'm going to get out. I'll be back. You sure you don't want to go? And I'm like, dang it. If I don't do it now, when? I'm already here. I don't have anywhere to go. It's a Saturday morning. Fine. I'll do it. I want to do it, but I don't really want to do it. And I know it's going to be hard. And I hate being cold. And there's all these people here. And I just, so I'm walking down to the spring, really not wanting to do it. And not for sure if I was going to do it. So the funny part is he goes ahead and he jumps in. Well, the spring is so clear. It's crystal clear. You can see. And there's two big boulder rocks. And he's like, just jump right here, honey, right between these boulder rocks. And I'm like, wait, what? I know you did that. But I don't want to do that, honey. And he's like, honey, it's deep enough anyways. Even if you jumped on the rock, you're not going to hit it. It's too deep. He's like, and all you have to do is jump between these two rocks. And I'm like, I, I, I don't feel comfortable doing this. I mean, I. it sounds really great to do it. But now I've got to jump in between these two rocks. And what if I slip? And what if I fall? And what if I jump too far to the right and I hit it and I break my leg? What if I jump too far to the left and I hit it and I break my leg? And he's like okay, and I, he doesn't know that I'm doing that and I'm saying that in my mind, but he can tell in my face where I'm like, I don't, I came all the way here and it sounds really good to do it, but now I got to actually jump. And whenever I jump, I'm doing, I'm, I'm in a dangerous situation. And he's like, honey. And so he backs up and he's still in the water and he spreads his legs and he's like, can you look at me, look at me. Can you focus and jump? In between my legs. (laughs) And you could tell that there's all these people around going, how old is this lady? I mean, people are just splish splashing in there. It's eight o'clock in the morning. Old people are down there doing laps. And that's what really got me because he's like, there's so many old people that are down there. They're like 70 years old and they start their morning swimming in the springs. And I'm thinking, okay, if they can do it, I'm totally going to do it. I got to stop being a wuss. So he's going, come on, honey. I mean, seriously, do you think you can jump in between my legs? You know, and we're cracking up. And I'm like, okay, I can. And I'm going to. But I was like, okay, one, two, three. I had this immediate drop in my stomach. Like, I'm scared. I'm scared to do this right now. I don't know how cold it is. I really don't know how deep it is. I hope I don't mess up. I hope I don't hit him. I hope I don't hit somebody. And I was like, you're really scared, Mackenzie. In that moment, I knew I am panicking in a sense. It reminded me of whenever I was like 15 years old and went floating and jumped off this really high cliff. I'm thinking, why would I have done that? That's ridiculously dangerous. And I'm thinking, that's great, honey, that you can do it and all these other people, but I can't. I just, there's something not right with me. And I just, I don't know if I can do this. Well, finally, I just was like, just go for it. And I jumped and I went underwater. It was cold. I got up. I felt great. And he's like, see, honey, you did great. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I'm doing it. And I'm sitting there for a minute. I'm like, okay, I got this. Yeah, this is nice. This is nice. But in my, you know, in my body in my skin, I'm like, this is really uncomfortable. And I want to get out now. I've jumped and now I'm in it. And now I'm like, oh gosh, I can't go back. But I really do want to get out now. And he's like, stay. Get your shoulders in. Cause I stood up on a rock. He said, Get your shoulders in and just do the hard thing for a minute. I'm like, Okay. So I do it. And then I'm like, gosh, you know, this is really nice. I'm feeling refreshed. We stayed in there for a few minutes. He's like, I'm proud of you, honey. That was really great. I was like, okay, thank you. You know, and I'm feeling good. And then it's time to climb up. And I got to, I'm like, oh gosh, this is embarrassing. This is a really high ledge that I have to hope, you know, hoist myself up on. And I'm going to have to swing my leg up and everyone's going to see my butt. And I'm just super nervous and embarrassed. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it. But I'm thinking, what if I fall? What if I slip? Anyhow, I got up, I did it, I got in the car, and I just felt so proud. Maybe not like I deserved an award or anything, but I just thought, I gotta go back and I gotta share this with my community. The emotional transitions that we have when we have to do something scary. And I just thought about, okay, once you finally decide, you know what, I know everybody else is doing it. I know there's people popping up and they're in those spring swimming. I know that there's people that are building micro schools and that must be really great for them. That must, man, to taste that freedom, to taste that coolness, to be so refreshed, to fall back in love with teaching again. That's really great, but could it really be for me? And then you say yes, And you may even say yes and you're reluctant like how I was walking to that spring like, fine, I'll do it. But I'm still nervous and I'm trying to figure out how I can maybe get out of it. And then I stand there and I watch other people jump in and I even have my husband whom I trust Telling me, go for it. You can do it. You even if you fall, even if you if you jump too far, you're not you're not going to get hurt. It's okay. You're going to be all right. You're going to be uncomfortable, but just go. And I stood there looking wondering can i really do it or not can i really do it or not just like i did whenever i found out i was going to whenever i did, finally decided i wrestled and wrestled and wrestled am i going to leave teaching am i not going to leave teaching what am i going to do and what if i what if i don't make it and where am I, what's going to happen? And people make fun of me and I'm a mockery and they laugh at me out on the streets and they say, what's that lady doing? What if I actually do something and I don't make enough money and then my family doesn't eat? And then what happens if if our car breaks down and I don't have enough money? And you know, all of this provision, which I know that we need to be smart for sure. But a lot of times things don't make sense, friends. A lot of times we just have to jump and trust that we will come back up and float. And right before I jumped, man, I was so scared. Right before I let go of my teaching job, I was so scared. When I finally started the school and said, "Yes, I'm going to do it." I felt so uncomfortable, and there were times I just turned back and thought, "Okay, do am I going to go through this? Am I really going to do this? Can I really do it? Are people watching me? Are people going to make fun of me? Is this for me?" You're not alone. And I want you to know that even if you have to jump alone, even when you stand alone, you don't have to stay alone. I hope that this has blessed you today. I hope that it helps you because I know that there's many people who've either started their journey, many people who are still thinking about it. They're still standing there on the edge going, can I jump? Oh my gosh, these these two rocks are really close. Can I jump in between and not get hurt? I understand. I see you. I was you in the natural. I was, I am you in the spiritual. I'm, I'm there. I'm right there with you. But I'm like my husband straddling the two rocks going, come on, all you gotta do is jump right here. I know it looks scary to the left. I know it looks scary to the right. But all you need to do is just focus and jump and know that you're going to be okay. I'm rooting for you and I'm standing right there with you. And I hope to see you soon in our Facebook group. Send me a message. I would love to connect with you. And just know that you are so valued and you're so important and you have so much to give the world. Don't be afraid to jump. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the virtual teacher's lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.